0: Well, good morning Greenwich and welcome to the Tuesday, August 1st edition of The Basement Academy. Yes, we are back live in The Basement Studio here um, after four weeks of a replay doing the Unlearning Evangelism series, and I hope you watched that. I I think these are profitable uh, to to re-watch, but we're back live and we're getting after it again, back in the saddle and offering some reflections from this past month of study leave. So if you, you missed yesterday, didn't realize, oh, they're back at it, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and catch up on that. I think that'll be helpful. Uh, let me begin with our morning psalm, and I love me some Psalm 1. <laughs> love this psalm. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff, that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Lord, as we begin this new month, guide us. May we meditate on your word day and night. May we bear fruit for your glory in this season of life. Okay, a second reflection from study leave on going to church. On going to church. Okay, for four Sundays, I did not go to church at Greenwich. And I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but it's a good thing not to go to your home church for four weeks. Now, did the pastor just tell me don't go to church? That's not what the pastor is saying. (laughs) It's, it's good not to go to your home church for four weeks, as I discovered, because it makes you appreciate your home church. <laughs> uh, we can all recall the pandemic, can't we? Going back to early 2020 when we couldn't go to church and all we could do was something like this, right? We live streamed, Eric and I sat in the sanctuary um, at either end of the Lord's table. There was an aching not being able to go and be physically present in church with the people you know and the pew that you know with your little neighborhood and singing the hymns and, and sharing the fellowship and the rhythms and routines of our gathered life. Not being able to do that really made us want to do it, or at least many of us want to do it. Uh, Some of the Psalms, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord, Psalm 122. Uh, Psalm 100, uh, make a joyful noise, come before the Lord with thanksgiving, come before him. There's something about physically gathering in the presence with God's people before the Lord, gather to hear the word and lift our prayers and praises uh, and the like. And so for these four weeks away, um, it was good. It, it creates a hunger within me uh, to be in church and to be with uh, the Greenwich Church family. Now, I went to church. I just didn't go to Greenwich, okay? I went to church twice of those four weeks. I was able to go physically twice to two different churches, and the other two, there were family activities. It just was impossible, and that's okay also. Um, so I want to reflect on uh, on those two Sundays and, and then share some some other uh, other thoughts. First Sunday, July second, I went to Saint Michael Orthodox Church in Louisville, Kentucky. My cousin uh, lives there. Cousin Kim married uh, Denny Thomas, uh, who was a member of an Orthodox. Um, he's Lebanese background, an, an Orthodox uh, church. And so rather than just heading out early that morning, which a lot of folks might have done. I said, I want to go to church with you. I want to worship with my family. And then, so I got to Kansas City a little bit later. It was a long, long day. But boy, was I glad I went. I don't know if any of you've been to an Orthodox church, but wow, 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 wow. The architecture the, the, the beauty, the paintings, the icons, the, the, the ceiling, the dome, the stained glass, the, the sanctuary area up front, and then the priests are actually behind, it's like a little curtain of some sorts, and there's kind of a little opening that you can see into it, but the Eucharist, and there's a lot of activity and a lot of action that happens back there, and, and the, the congregation is, is back. Uh, the aroma of the incense fills the place candles it's it's a it's a sensory experience uh, to be in at least in that Orthodox Church and a couple other experiences I've had uh, match match that Um, the liturgy was unfamiliar and at times felt a little odd to me but there was a a guide and it was pretty thick (laughs) and I was Tracking along, mostly. And there were times all of a sudden they're not here. Where are they? And I'm flipping pages. Um, Though unfamiliar, the liturgy had an echo of familiarity. It's like when you, you hear somebody in the other room and you kind of overhear a couple words and I think I know what they're talking about. It felt like I knew what they were talking about, right? Um, the Orthodox Church understands itself to be connected all the way back so this this really goes back it's just not the roman catholic church in 1054 the great schism the, the eastern and or, the eastern and western split is constantinople the center or is rome going to be the center of the church and and sadly there was a fight and so you get the orthodox church so the orthodox church understands itself as tracing these rituals and rhythms uh, way back and so there is a, a sense of connection to the original apostles. And, and you see the saints and the martyrs and the original apostles, uh, um, iconography I think is the word. You see these artistic expressions of, of these uh, individuals. Fascinating. So I spent a lot of the service. It was nearly two hours long, about an hour and fifty minutes. Okay. So be thankful <laughs> when you go to Greenwich, right? <clears throat> and so I spent a lot of time just just looking around. W- what I would say, I, I was an observer because I didn't know what was going on. But at a t- at some point in the middle of the service, I realized I'm watching. But all of a sudden, I am immersed in this thing the Orthodox Church is an immersive experience. The sounds most of the service was chanted. it was sung, very little spoken. there was a sermon a little thin and you know from my standpoint but but that's not the point of what's going on there. but most of the service is chanted or sung even the liturgy, is being sung or chanted by the, the the individual up front and so i was participating it was kind of passive participation i was observing but all of a sudden i realized i'm in this thing um, <clears throat> an impression i got as i kind of drove away and had some time to think about this said you know goodbye to my uh, cousin kim and denny and then hopped in the car and drove to kansas city um I, was just, I just spent the first, I don't know, hour or so driving, just thinking about what I had just encountered. And it's like, okay, the faith is way, way bigger than I think it is. The church is way, way bigger than I, I think it is. God is way, way bigger than I think he is. It's older, That the church is more expansive and expressive than just my little home church's expression of that. What we do at Greenwich is just one expression of what God is doing in the church, the one holy Catholic apostolic church. Um, I, I was struck by the symbolism. Uh, it's very sensory. So yeah, you I know, talked about the aroma, there's sound, you're hearing things chanted. Visually, um, there was standing, there was sitting, there was kneeling, and so I, I, I kind of looked around and said, "I better kneel." Not everybody's kneeling, but I think I'm going to kneel. <laughs> um, and, and so there was this sense: that the, the 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 liturgy was uh, it was the prayers of the saints, it was the Trinity, it was the it was the martyrs. Those who have laid down their lives. It was the angels. It was the saints who have gone before. It was about Jesus. It was about the Lamb. It was about Mary, the mother of, of Jesus. It, it was about forgiveness and sin and, and forgiveness. And it was about presence. There was something, the word, pre, I was immersed. It was an immersive Experience and there was a presence. At, at one point, the priest comes out and there's an entourage, and, and the and the the host, the, the 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 bread and the cup are carried through the sanctuary. And little children and others and old ladies would bow down, sometimes kneel, and the priest would come and touch them on the head with what looked like a really big chalice, which I think maybe had the uh, the, the the consecrated host in it. And it was just, wow, this whole thing's about God. It's not about me. Two weeks later, I went to Eastminster Church, where I was married, where I served as a youth director and college ministry director. 1984 to 88, really orbited Eastminster through 92. So 84 to 92. Then when I was ordained, I began being at the church I was pastoring, obviously. And um, the church had gone through a building project back in, the, the, in those few years. And so the church I attended felt like the new church building, but it's like, you know, 35 years old now, right? Whatever. So it wasn't the new church, but it felt that way to me. Um, being there again, again, wow, 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 wow. Just like at St. Michael Orthodox going, wow, at Eastminster, I'm going, wow. Wow, where did 30 years go of my life? It's the same sign, it's the same parking lot, it's the same building, it's the same pews, it's the same organ, it's the same piano, and it's a lot of the same people. Saw a lot of folks that I recognized. Obviously, we've all gotten older, saw a lot of people I didn't. Same pulpit, same lobby, same classrooms, same grounds, but I'm a different person. I'm, I'm the same person, but I'm a different person, and I mean that in a good way. I have grown by God's grace, literally by God's grace, so that when I attend and I'm thinking back to a younger me that stood up there leading worship as one of the staff members, I would probably lead worship differently. Not, not. I don't mean that like it was bad, the way I led worship, just I think I wouldn't be so afraid. I don't think I would be so paranoid about making sure I did the right thing. I would try to be more present. That's the way I try to lead worship. Um, Eastminster realigned out of the PCUSA about 10-ish years ago, and they joined the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, the EPC. Um, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't already know it. I, I've been tracking with Eastminster over the years, and so I knew that, but I wouldn't have known it just going to church on Sunday morning. I wouldn't have known that they went through this Thing. And I don't know that it matters because it's the same gospel this preached, the same commitment and passion to worship and to prayer and to lifting up Jesus Christ and centered on the word. And so I think Sunday mornings probably didn't change a whole lot. I didn't detect anything different, maybe a little different order of, of worship. But you know, they've got some new pastors since since I was there, obviously. So I, I actually found myself wondering what what I wonder how much of a big deal got made over that and is a big deal made of it anymore. My guess is probably not, they're just going on. So so it's probably important that, that we shouldn't make too big a deal. Um, and then I left Eastminster and tried to get over to a service with some of the friends that I spoke about yesterday, but I got there a little late. And so Krista and I stayed in the lobby and then eventually we just left. We just couldn't get in. They were in the middle of the sermon and it would just been too disruptive. Our our friends were sitting up front. Um, This is the church that started because Eastminster, our home church, didn't realign sooner. And so a lot of folks left to form a new church. They formed a PCA church, a, 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 a more conservative church that does not ordain women. And so Heartland Presbyterian Church, that's now 30-ish, 25-ish years old, doing great, thriving, large congregation, doing great. A lot of our friends from our Eastminster days went over there. Um, So they left the church to go form a new church. That's how they handled the realignment thing. They just couldn't wait long, any longer. And so a bunch of them said, we got to go. Our consciences just make us. And, and I don't begrudge that at all. Something struck me as we think about realignment ourselves. Be humble, be modest, be wise. Don't make less of this thing, but let's not make more of it. Because folks on the outside, as they're driving past Heartland Presbyterian Church PCA as they're driving past Eastminster Presbyterian Church peace EPC no longer peace USA nobody on the outside cares about that stuff I mean the average person driving you know back and forth is not thinking a whole lot about it later that day that Sunday drove up to Halstead the church where I was ordained where our oldest was baptized and our our, our, our daughter was baptized um, the church that launched me its Halstead, it was a PCUSA usa church they have left the PCUSA usa also they left the building and so now it's a small little fellowship halstead bible fellowship they just said you can have the building back <laughs> we don't want that thing and so that's how they handled the realignment <clears throat> some of it was because there were so few people to maintain it i think anyway met with a, a couple that we've stayed in touch with some of our dear friends and it, it, it's now a very small fellowship that meets, they play guitars and piano, and they sing and they pray and they care for each other. And that struck me. And so i got I got orders of worship from St. Michael and Halstead and from Eastminster, and I can't find my heartland for some re- heartland or order of worship. I went to a couple other churches, McLean Baptist Church, visiting on the way out. Wasn't on a Sunday morning, but went to the church and walked around the building and saw it. And then went to the old church where my wife and I were married, the old Eastminster church, because we built a new building. So I went to the, we went to the old one. It's a Baptist church now, and they've remodeled the interior, and I'll tell you more about that tomorrow. Um, and so just a couple thoughts to, to, to wrap up with. <clears throat> Um, So, I feel like I went to church, I participated in worship twice, Sunday the 2nd, Sunday the 16th. I went into a few other churches, Heartland and Halstead and Celebration and McLean. So, I went to four other churches just on off hours and observed and picked up, you know, bulletins and the like. And I must have driven past 50 or 100 or 150 churches just around in Kansas City, driving back and forth from Kansas City, you know, because there's churches on the side of the road and, you know, it's a long drive. We, we drove it. <clears throat> there are a lot of churches in this world. Every one of them has a unique, is a unique gathering of God's people. As a pastor and some leadership and a structure, and they've got some way of sitting in pews or chairs, they've got some way of handing out the order of service, be it on a screen or on a piece of paper. They have certain kind of instruments. Sometimes they're up front with organs or drums and, and the like with microphones. Everyone is unique. Everyone is different. So it's really important that we don't think the way we do things is the only way you can or should do things. Every church is different. Even another Orthodox church would do it differently because it's different people, it's different pews, it's different architecture, it's different paintings, Okay, different icons. And so I was struck by that. Every church has its rhythms and rituals, its practices and priorities. Uh, our friends at said Bob and Joyce, talked about, yeah, we're known as the praying church. We're not the biggest church, but we are known as the praying church. When there are prayer needs in town, people contact because they know we're going to pray earnestly and, and faithfully about this. And that, that struck me. Every church has a unique set of relationships, a way of doing things. And so I think it doesn't matter where or how or when, what instruments, what order. My reflection on going to church is go to church. Just go to church. It doesn't matter where. Go to church. If it's not, it doesn't have to be Greenwich. Go to church. The church is essential. The church is the body of Christ. The church is what God intends. The witness that he leaves behind. I know some churches are really committed to we're the way church has to be. And this is about the realignment fight. And it's about the Roman Catholic versus Orthodox fight because that's just a big realignment, right? The great schism of 1054 is really about realignment. You're not doing it right. We're going to go do it right over here. I said, I thinking about realignment, let's be humble, let's be modest, let's be wise, let's not think Greenwich is going to figure out the way everything has to be. No, 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 no. Folks on the outside don't care. A lot of folks don't care about church. I observed this also on the Sunday mornings we didn't go, and the Sunday mornings driving away from St. Michael's Orthodox and, and, and Eastminster and Heartland, uh, thinking, hey, a lot of folks, a Sunday's just Sunday. It's just another day. They're not, the farthest thing from their mind is going to church. The farthest thing from a lot of people's minds is going to church. And that, I'm still sitting with that one. We got to be careful lest we think that, you know, go to church. I'm saying go to church. But we also have, to mean, there are a lot of people who don't go to church and they don't care whether it's USA or PCA or EPC or Orthodox or Roman Catholic or Lutheran or non denominational They don't care at all. And that's sitting with me in some way going, hmm. And so go to church. Go go to church somewhere and keep going to church. Oh, you're going to miss a Sunday or two or three you might even miss four in a row, right? But don't break the habit. Keep going to church. My heart aches for people who don't have a church family. Slow and steady is how we win this race. Slow and steady is how we keep the faith. Slow and steady is how we come to embrace Jesus' words. We listen to his words. Slow and steady is how we learn to say our prayers. Slow and steady is how we remember that God created us to love him and to love others. Slow and steady is how we learn this thing called life. Slow and steady is how the tree that is planted by the streams of water bears fruit. The, the tree doesn't bear fruit immediately. It's not Jack and the beanstalk. The seed is planted and slowly and steadily over time fruit is born in season and in another season and another season that fruit matures and the roots deepen and the branches get bigger. And boy, I noticed that going back. The trees are so much bigger <laughs> that I remember them from all those years ago and all those places. Slow and steady is how we remember the way of Jesus. It's the way of sacrifice. It's the way of service. It's the way of laying down your life. It's the way of yielding our lives to God, the way Jesus yielded his life. It's slow and steady is how we learn to forgive and to trust and to love and to keep loving. So friends, these are some reflections I have from my study leave on going to church. Let's pray. Lord, how we bless you for your church and its multitude of expressions. And I thank you for St. Michael Orthodox Church and Eastminster Presbyterian Church and Heartland Presbyterian Church and Celebration Baptist Church and McLean Baptist Church and Greenwich Presbyterian Church and all the churches that we've all been a part of. There are but one holy Catholic apostolic church. Lord, help us to live in the slow and steady manner into the image and character of Jesus. And thank you for the way the church nurtures us and, and keeps us alive and keeps us faithful. Lord, bless us this day and every day as we seek to do your will. And then we look forward to going to church Sunday to give you praise and honor as you deserve. And so hear our prayers as we make in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray together saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May God bless you this day and may God bless you this Sunday as you go to church, wherever that may be. And may he bless you with the words of Jesus and the blessing of Jesus and the presence of the Holy Spirit and the love of the Father, this day and forevermore, amen.